You're listening to How They Did It and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. So today we're going to be talking about something kind of interesting, and that's how poverty actually can affect the brain. So I think it's important for us to understand that any situation that we are in in life, especially as children, affects our development and affects our brain development, especially. It develops how our brains respond to the situations that we're currently in and how we'll respond to future situations that we'll encounter in the future. Um, So it is somewhat of a learned behavior. It's a very responsive uh, type of behavior. And that's how we process stress, how we process the stress that's associated with poverty. I think that this is something that a lot of people don't talk about and a lot of people may not even understand. They may not understand how growing up in poverty and that's in different areas, you know, there's lots of different types of poverty. There's, you know, very, very serious poverty where, you know, you may be going days without having food. And then there's the poverty of where you may lived in the quote unquote first world country but you're not living at the standards of everyone else. So there's a couple of different ways to look at it. We're not gonna get too much into that today. We're just gonna kind of stay under the whole umbrella of poverty and what that means to you personally as an individual and kind of give you some things to kind of think about and consider and see if maybe some of this information um, fits you and how you can use it to kind of um, change yourself or, recognize some strengths that you have, you know, growing up in poverty, although it is something very hard and can be sad to deal with, there are also some things that for some people turn out to be advantages to who they are as an individual. A lot of times people who live in in impoverished areas tend to have a better sense of family and community and sticking together, working through problems than people who grow up, you know, with the quote unquote silver spoon in their mouth. You know, sometimes those individuals are less likely um, to work together. They can be a little bit more um, self-focused sometimes. These are just you know, random, very um, general statements. There's always exceptions to the rule, um, but just generally speaking, um, that usually tends to be the case um, as as we've seen, you know, in, in various societies. So let's talk about this a little bit today. Now, I actually did um, see a really good article that kind of like jogged this whole thought in my mind and made me wanted to share it with you guys. So what I found was this uh, article that I found to be very informative and and did a really good job of kind of showing, you know, how poverty affects the economy, but also how poverty affects brain development and our stress levels and how we process and deal with stress. And um, for many of us, poverty really does, um, is something that we can never forget. You know, if you've been in a a situation of poverty, you know, be that, you know, a third world country where, you know, quote unquote, third world country, as they call it, where conditions are very low and you're having to, you know, really hunt for your next meal. 
that is one thing. And it's also when you grow up in an area where, you know, sure, people around me have money, maybe in a country that's very affluent, but you're not at that level. So you're, you and your family are having personal challenges of meeting your essential needs. So either way, it still creates a lot of stress for an individual, at least a lot of um, feelings inside, you know, some people, it makes them very, um, like almost like a workaholic, like they want to work to provide for their families, because they know what it's like to go without. And that can become something that is good. Um, and push you to go on to do great things, but it can also become consuming. So there is a need for balance there. And of course, we all have to figure out what that balance means for us individually um, to overcome the challenges that we uh, develop mentally from how we respond to the stress of poverty that we have encountered in our lives at some point for many of us. So I wanted to go ahead and share with you this very interesting article that I found, and I really think that you'll find it interesting, too, for um, lots of different reasons. You know, there's really a lot of good information here, you know, here on how they did in my podcast. I really do like to try my best to bring you guys information that is going to be good from a good, reputable source, something that we can trust just so that we're able to kind of make a decision for ourselves with the information that we receive, right? We all take in information and then it's up to us to say, okay, this is information that is something I need to take and learn and implement in my life, or this is not good information. I'm not going to retain that. So you have to see what you want to do with this information, but I thought that this was worth sharing and, um, worth, you know, conversing about a little bit, having a dialogue on. So definitely, if you are um, watching, especially for those of you who um, regularly watch and listen, I really, really appreciate you guys. It's so exciting for me that anybody even wants to actually like listen to me (laughs) talk about this stuff with all my random topics. But yeah, so let's get right into it. Um, So the website here is called empathways.org okay and their whole thing is economic mobility pathways so they want to encourage people who are in impoverished situations to get mobilized you know with their economies but they want to do that by first making sure of where how they can make those changes with the mindset first because to get out of poverty you have to adapt and develop a mindset of, hey, I don't like what's happening. You know, how do I change this? And that is how a lot of people, and I've met many of them, you know, have gotten out of situations of poverty. So this is great information to share. So poverty and brain science, so interesting, right? It says, when it comes to combating poverty in today's economy, we need to think differently and we need to work differently. And this is from the Empaths um, President and CEO, Elizabeth Babcock, okay? So I'm just gonna kind of touch on some things from the article here. It says, getting out of poverty has always been tough, but in the past generation, it's become even tougher. Costs are rising, the housing to healthcare, to child, all those things are rising, guys. At the same time, 
We're seeing shrinking low end wages and rising education requirements for family sustaining jobs. Today's Pathways Out of Poverty is a journey that fewer than one in four people can ever expect to complete. And, and that's the sad truth is that a lot of people don't ever have the opportunity to get out of poverty. And um, that's where us, you know, in society as, as people, you know, we can really do a lot to help each other with this, okay? So being trapped at the bottom has serious consequences. Science tells us that living in poverty significantly raises the likelihood of incarceration, homelessness, becoming a single parent, failing to complete high school, and even dying younger. Science also tells us that poverty and its associated stress affects brain development. Poverty impacts how we analyze problems and set goals, and therefore, how well we can navigate the many challenges involved with getting ahead. So let's stop and think about that for a minute. So if we're in this impoverished situation, right, it's stressful because you're like, man, where's my next meal from income coming from? How am I going to pay my rent? You know, all these things that right now you may not have to have think about before COVID, you know, but now because of COVID, all of us are suffering in some way or another. You know, we, a lot of us, you know, have lost jobs. You know, we've had to change our industry, move into a completely different career path, or we may even still be searching for a job. Economic uncertainty is one of the most critical uh, factors that increases mental health function, okay? So if you're, you know, struggling to pay your rent, struggling to buy food, these are reasons that you're going to start to develop, um, I hate to, to be the bearer of good, bad news, but develop mental dysfunction, stress, anxiety, bipolarism, all sorts of things from the environment. And it's just sad because these are things that are out of our control. You know what I mean? But I think it's important to have this conversation right now because this is something that right now is at an all-time high because of COVID, okay? So remember, you know, if you're in an impoverished situation and you're struggling, know that it may affect your mental ability to kind of um, set certain goals and navigate life challenges. Some people, it's like the more they're in the situation of being impoverished, the more they almost kind of give up and they start to go down, 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 down. Versus some people, um, which I feel like we're seeing more of this um, in more recent years prior to COVID, people are getting very good at adapting. You know, I've been looking at some things um, overseas in some um, a very um, underdeveloped countries all over, you know, just... And there's a lot of different countries from South America to Africa to certain parts of um, India and Asia that people are getting very good at adapting. One thing that's made that possible is also cell phones. And I love seeing, you know, I love going on YouTube and watching like completely natural videos of people in their actual environments and they're getting monetized. They're making money, you know, because they have decided to adapt. They've changed their mental goal setting strategy and they're getting very good at taking little steps 
that will eventually lead them to getting out of poverty. And I think that is so cool, guys, like overcoming challenges in life, no matter what they are. I just think that's awesome. I think that that's something that we all just have so much that we can draw from there. Okay. So let's get back into it a little bit. So now it says, Science has proven that poverty and stress compromise the very same skills and behaviors most necessary for people to lift themselves out of poverty. So you see how it's a very tricky thing. It's, it's a very slippery slope. It's like the situation that you're in in poverty can either catapult you to be a mega success because you've analyze everything and figure out a way to set the goal to get out or it can just become so consuming that you just spiral down and down and down and down and you don't ever get out of it some people don't get out just simply because they never had the right opportunities at the right time but some people just you know they get in the mold of you know this is just what my life is and I don't have the ability to change it and they become okay with that so in either way as long as you're able to survive I, I believe that that is okay for the individual. You don't have to get out and become a major success, at least if you can just get to the point that you're able to make your daily necessities of having a place to live and having food on your table consistently, that's a success. You know, don't let Hollywood fool us and all this stuff into thinking like, oh, we're not successful unless we're mega rich or mega successful. It's not the case. As long as you're able to provide for yourself consistently, that's all that's needed, you know, and you can feel good about that, right? So again, fortunately, though, we can take this emerging science and use it to design new ways to help people achieve upward economic mobility. We can transform human services delivery. We can move away from strategies for which the highest goal is stability and perhaps modest gains, and instead design interventions that create pathways to the middle class and beyond. So basically what I'm getting from this is it's much easier to take a person in poverty and get them from the point of not having food every day and not having a place to live just to middle class, like setting a more attainable goal. And this is, again, one of the, the founding principles of this um, organization, which I think is great. Now, they do have um, right here a really good article that I want to um, go ahead and share as well with a really nice graphic. So Empath's coaching model is based on a decade of research and development. So their whole thing is mobility monitoring. They feel like if they can mobile, if they can um, mentor and really track and mobilize this, then it will lead to people being able to set better goals and get out of poverty. So here's their approach. First, it's coaching for economic mobility, coaching for economic movement, small movements, okay? And then bridge the gap to self-sufficiency. That's step two. So let me just kind of recap. So step one, coaching for economic mobility. Step two, bridge to self-sufficiency. Step three is goal setting. And step four is recognition. And those four things together, according to this organization, will lead to continuous improvement. So if they could get 
a lot of people to kind of at little, little bits, do all four of these things, what you're going to get out of it is a continuous improvement in that economic society. And that is the goal. Okay. So mobility mentoring is defined as the professional practice of partnering with participants so that over time, they may acquire the resources, skills, and sustained behavior changes necessary to attain and preserve their economic independence. That's the goal. And that's awesome. The model has four essential elements that we just went over, coaching for economic mobility, bridging the um, the bridge to self-sufficiency, goal setting, and recognition. Those are the four pieces. Now, how they coach for this um, economic mobility. Impact approaches coaching as a participant-directed one-on-one partnership. Coaches work with participants to strengthen their decision-making, persistence, and resilience over time. Coaching staff known as mobility mentors at Impact act as human scaffolding for building the skills and mindsets necessary for the complex task of moving out of poverty. So I like this because what's coming to mind here is the rule that we always hear, um, give a man a fish and he'll eat for one day, teach a man a fish and you know he'll eat for the rest of his life. Um, that's what they're doing. They're teaching people how to think in the right ways to get themselves out of poverty. And if they can achieve that, which they've had a lot of success with already, not only do they get that person out of poverty, now they know how to do it. So they're able to share that with their family. They set better examples for their children. They are better parents. They share the information with their community. So it's a much better thing to teach someone how to empower themselves than to just give a handout, okay? Um, sometimes handouts are needed though. You know, if people are suffering, if people don't have food, you need to just get them some food, man. Like that's just what needs to happen. Then you can go in and supplement, you know, with these types of things. But um, so the bridge to self-sufficiency, okay? The bridge to self-sufficiency is a visual tool that is used to help a program participant chart a path to economic self-sufficiency. It acts as both a framework for the participant and an assessment tool for the mentor. The bridge was developed by impact based uh, on the brain science of how toxic stress impacts decision-making and sense of self. That's very interesting. And when I always hear that term like sense of self, I'm like, what is my sense of self? What is someone else's sense of self? And how does that affect my ability to process stress and control like my economic um, destiny, if you will? So it's really important, guys. It's, this information just shows you the importance of mindset, okay? Now let's go on to the goal setting portion. The bridge to self-sufficiency acts as a blueprint for participants to set goals. Participants determine their own goals and mentors support participants in prioritizing what they'd like to work on, strategizing around potential barriers and challenges, and thinking through options for additional resources and support. Mentors offer encouragement, facilitate reflection, and help refocus if necessary. 
as participants achieve goals, they move up the bridge closer to economic self-sufficiency. I think that's great. So basically, they're helping these people to set goals by identifying what their barriers are, laying out what the goal path should be, and then helping them implement that, which is great. Now let's talk about recognition. Recognition acknowledges and celebrates a participant when they are working towards and when they accomplish a goal. Types of recognition may include celebrations of success, certificates, supportive messages, or earned incentives, okay? I think that's great. So as you probably know, like one thing that's important about goals is seeing some sort of a reward, right? Like when we set goals, it's important for us to kind of feel like, okay, I've achieved that goal. And sometimes even though we're constantly achieving these little goals, we don't see it, you know, we kind of forget like, hey, I did that, you know? So what this organization does is kind of, you know, through small awards and even just saying, hey, I see that you've achieved that goal bam, click, you know, check that off of the list and let's move on to the next one. You did a really good job achieving that goal. That's powerful for an individual. It's powerful for all, all of us, of course, but especially for people who are in poverty because they need to know, yes, I'm taking steps. I'm working towards my goal. This is not going to be my life forever because knowing that is what gives us the ability when we're in that situation to keep going because that's what happens everybody wants to get out right everybody wants to change their life but they get to a point where they just kind of give up they lose that momentum so goal setting is really 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 important to get yourself out of poverty but not only just that it's really important for your overall management of stress as well which is what this organization also um talks on a lot and, and helps people to understand and deal with, right? So this has been really, really informative. I hope that this information kind of just gives you some things to think about with your own situation. You might not be living in the poorest of poor conditions, or you may have suffered at some point in your life, you know, being in an impoverished situation. Ask yourself, like, how did I actually get out of it? Was it just a a sequence of random, you know, good opportunities, you know, or just chance that just happened and just worked out that way for you? Or were there some actual steps involved? And then what about others? Maybe some of maybe your friends or family members that have had successes and how did they actually do it? What do you think their thought process was? How did they handle the stress? of poverty? Did they um, handle the stress of poverty in such a way that they use that stress to set these goals, you know, in, in, prog in progress and to get out of it? Or did they allow the stress of poverty to kind of just take them farther down? Just interesting food for thought. And I think it's good to think about so that we kind of understand ourselves, right? And then when we understand ourselves, we're able to help others and that's the goal help yourself first right and then turn around and help somebody else and there's lots of ways to help other people just being a good friend is being you know a good help you know giving back you know connecting with these awesome organizations like this um there's so much that we can do online nowadays to help other people so give it some thought and see what you come up with 
All right, guys, I hope that this information on how the poverty of, uh, how the stress, excuse me, of poverty, the stress of poverty can actually affect our brain function and how it has impacted um, economic um, sufficiency uh, for a lot of individuals. Thank you so much for listening to How They Did It and Why. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.